Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. I want you to know that the mothership has it's D.A. on CBS Sports Radio. What's up, my brother? I want permission to come aboard the mothership. Asking permission to join a sports talk spaceship? Well, we're all a little crazy. The mothership has connected. The mothership, the mothership. Let's come aboard. Man, we are feeling good. I'm doing great. I got one question, one question only. How are you doing? Well, I feel good, and I'm doing well. Well, that's good to hear. It's good to be with you on this Trash Tuesday. Andrew Bogish in for DA, who remains on vacation all week. EJ's here. Pete's here. Schwartz is here. You're here. 855-212-4CBS. 855-212-4227. We're on Twitter, as always, at CBS Sports Radio. At Andrew Bogish right now, as promised, we are on the guest line for the first time this morning talking all things NFL with Jared Dubin of CBS Sports. Jared, it's Andrew. How are you today? I'm doing fine. How are you? I'm doing really well. Thanks again for getting up and being with us. Uh, was going to begin with a running back question, but a different tweak now with Saquon and the Giants agreeing to this kind of fresh one-year deal. This you know, basically always seemed like the... Only conclusion here for Saquon, I didn't think he was going to miss games. I thought he would eventually realize there was no real win to be had, and he'd show up. Um, but I'm a little surprised that he kind of gave in this quickly. Are you surprised by the timing at all? At least somewhat. Um, I, I don't think that the the market for running backs is going to change anytime soon. But based on the way that he and Josh Jacobs and all of the other running backs were talking, it did seem like they'd try to drag it out. A little bit, but I guess, you know, he got the nearly a million dollars in incentives and that was enough to get him to come in. But no promise to not be tagged next year. This seems like almost an entire win for the Giants. Obviously, you said a little more money for Saquon, but otherwise the team seems to win again here, right? Yeah, I mean, if, if you think that paying a running back $10.1 million for a year is, is still a win, then, then yes, they won because they got him into camp and... uh but, you know, the, the argument could obviously be made that even that for one year is not necessarily the best deal from a team perspective. But obviously the Giants have more than enough cap room to be able to do that. And the real downside on running back contracts is length because they tend not to stay healthy over the long term and they tend to fall off a cliff pretty quickly when it does come. So, you know, if you limit these contracts to one year, your investment is kind of protected. What's your guess on a Josh Jacobs Raiders resolution, both the actual resolution and when it might happen? Yeah, I mean, I would imagine that the resolution will be he comes in and plays on the tag whenever that happens. Maybe he gets similar sort of incentives to what Saquon just got, but it did seem like he was prepared to to hold out a little bit longer. There was 
much more reporting about him, you know, not coming to camp at all. And there was all the stuff yesterday about, you know, how he flew out of Las Vegas yesterday morning or whatever it was. Um, so it seems like it may take a little bit, a little while longer there. Jared, is there anything other than Christian McCaffrey having a magical season and the Niners winning the Super Bowl because of that and people going, okay, maybe this makes sense to have a running back like this? Is that the only thing that can change this situation for running backs right now? Um, I think it's more about somebody coming along and sort of reimagining the way the position is used and that sort of cascading down and having effects on salary in the future. Um, like you see now, interior defensive linemen are getting paid a lot more than they used to because they're now affecting the pass game a lot more. You see guys like Aaron Donald, Chris Jones, um, you know, Quinton Williams, Jeffrey Simmons, Deron Payne, so many guys got paid this offseason and it's because they are now bringing such a greater element of pass rush to the table. If somebody comes up with a way to use running backs differently, that they are more involved and more efficient in the pass game, then I think that that's when you'll see running back contracts get more invested into them. Beyond that, it's like everybody sort of knows what the deal is now. It's just not a wise investment for teams. Jared Dubin of CBSSports.com was with us this morning here on CBS Sports Radio. Uh, staying with the running backs for just a second here, one of the teams that made a similar decision this offseason was the Vikings moving on from Dalvin Cook. So now it's Alexander Madison's job in Minnesota. What do you expect from him as the number one guy there for that offense? I mean, I think in the opportunities he's gotten to be the number one guy, which I think he's made like five or six starts over the, the past few years, he's been pretty good averaging you know, over 100 total yards per game and almost a touchdown per game. In general, he's going to go as far as a runner as the, the offensive line takes him. That offensive line, thankfully, is a little bit better now than it was a couple of years ago. They got Christian Darrisaw at left tackle, Brian O'Neill right tackle, Garrett Bradbury played better last year than he had in previous seasons. As long as they get good blocking, the running I don't think should fall off much, if at all, especially because last year was not a particularly efficient season for, for Dalvin Cook from that perspective, which is different than it had been in the past. I think the question is whether he brings sort of the same receiving elements that Dalvin Cook did, and uh, that's something that we'll only find out when he gets more opportunities to do that. Jared, is there an argument for anybody but the Lions to win the NFC North this season? Um, well, I mean, two teams finished ahead of them in the division last year, so I suppose you can make a pretty decent argument uh, from that perspective, but I think we all know, you know, obviously the Packers are going to be a significantly different team this year with no Aaron Rodgers. And then, you know, I think it's been talked about, you know, a hundred times at this point that the Vikings played so many of these one score games that, you know, they've won at a sort of unsustainable rate, but you know, they could still, you know, the, the Lions could improve and the Vikings could take a step backward and the, the Vikings could still be better even if that happens. You mentioned Chris Jones a second ago. Any real concern with that holdout in KC, or is this just going to take a couple of days to figure things out and everybody will be happy and they'll be fine and ready to go for week one? I think it should be a situation where they get this figured out pretty quickly. The report that came out yesterday that he was looking for $30-plus million a year maybe complicates things a little bit, but you know that's still south of what Aaron Donald's making, and I think it's pretty clear that he's like, the second best defensive uh, interior defensive lineman in the league. Like if Aaron Donald didn't exist, we would talk about him as if he was a freak, you know? Um, so, I mean, I think that 
and, and we've seen players in that position be able to, to to sustain a high level of play for a little bit longer than they have in the past. So I think it, it makes sense to give him, you know, a two three year extension at the, something around the sort of money that he's looking for, and get him into camp sooner rather than later. Jared, as we kickstart training camps here. Um... Is there a team or a player that we're not paying enough attention to right now in your mind? Um, that's a good question. Team or player? Um, the Ravens, I guess. Um, the way that Todd Munkin is going to open up that offense for Lamar Jackson. Like, we've seen him be, like, he led the NFL in passing touchdowns the year that he won MVP. There's this sort of pervasive idea that he can't win from the pocket. And I just don't think it's true at all. And now that you give him real receiving threats on the outside to compliment Mark Andrews and give him an offensive coordinator that's going to be more aggressive and open things up a little bit more, I think you're going to see the best version of Lamar that you've seen since that MVP season. Um, a similar broad question. We were discussing the Chargers and Brandon Staley earlier this morning. My guess is he would be on this list, but other coaches in your mind that are on the hot seat, so to speak, as the new year begins? Uh, Mike McCarthy in Dallas, I would imagine. You know, he fires his offensive coordinator, takes over play-calling duties himself. They've had two, you know, sort of embarrassing losses in the postseason to the same team in back-to-back years. That's a situation where that could uh, sort of boil over if they don't reach expectations. Um, The Chargers, Brandon Staley, they fired their offensive coordinator too. They had a pretty embarrassing loss in the first round of the playoffs last year. Maybe something could happen there. Um, you know, I, I don't think he should be, but Sean McDermott, uh, his, his defensive coordinator in Buffalo, Leslie Frazier, they sort of parted ways, and now he's taken over calling the defense. They've obviously hit sort of a ceiling in the playoffs these last couple of years. I mean, I think they've been so successful and built such a good sort of program there that I wouldn't be itching to cut ties with him. But, you know, if, if that's a team that, say, they go out in the second round again or even in the first round, I could see sort of ownership getting, you know, sort of an itchy trigger finger there. All right, so Jared, last question. Um, you and I have never spoken before, so last night I clicked on your bio at CBS Sports just to get to to find out, you know, a little something about you. And it says Jared's a New York lawyer and writer. Are you are you still lawyering somehow in all this too, or is it all football, all NBA, all the time now? No, I'm uh, I'm not actually practicing. I still have the degree. I gave that bio when I first got hired, which so that's uh, quite old, <laughs> and I just have not bothered to change it. Uh, it was the family okay with the career change? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Fair Not enough. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, Jerry, it was great to meet for the first time like this. Thanks so much for the info this morning. We appreciate it. We'll talk to you again soon, man. Be good. Thanks for having me. Have a good day. You too. That's Jared Dubin, CBS Sports. Uh, J-A-D-U-B-I-N-5 on Twitter. There's a lot of NBA stuff on there as well, in addition to the NFL most recent articles about breakout players this year, and I was kind of laughing going through it last night because there's a couple of uh, players with New York ties on there, like Elijah Moore, who did not pan out here with the Jets, is listed under the Browns breakout player, and Kadarius Tony is the Chiefs breakout player, former Giant, one of, who made a sound check appearance recently for kind of putting the middle finger up towards the Giants with his uh, Chiefs Super Bowl ring as well. I believe that also made an appearance on one giant step at some point, too, um, as what? things go. Exactly. EJ, do you know Jared first from from basketball stuff or from football stuff? 
basketball. Yeah, that's what jumped out at me when I went I was scrolling through his timeline last night to see what he had written about recently, that kind of stuff. And, and they're the first, I don't know, eight or nine or ten tweets are about basketball. I figured that was your connection. Yeah, that was my connection. But you know what? I've read his work since then, and he really writes some awesome stuff for CBS Sports. So yeah, had him on in the past, other sports, other CBS shows, and he's been great. So it was great to have him on today. I think I also might have to make him angry with the lawyer question at the no, end. No, he was cool. I just talked to him. It was the first thing that jumped out when I saw. It. I was like, <laughs> oh, all right, and then I was like. That feels like the stereotypical, like, mom and dad are passing. You're like, hey, uh, so about that legal, you know, like, law school bill and stuff like that. I'm going to go right for sports. Yeah, I'm sure there was some stern talking to's. <laughs> some, Trips to the bar, I'm some, sure. <laughs> came some, afterwards. So what the hell are you thinking? Right. Do you have I'll have money a double. <laughs> Do I keep receipts? There's their forgiveness for for uh, legal law school uh Student loans well, as well. I'm sure we'll get there. Yeah, right. Uh, 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. Uh, we've got plenty of trashes. Some of them are a little too mean to Sean, so we'll scroll over that. Oh, come on. Uh, read those. Not Connor Green trash. I'm trashing myself for breaking my wrist. It sure is a pain in the ass only using one hand. Feel like I'm a boomer trying on my keyboard one key at a time. Hashtag get me out. Hashtag fracture. Please read the other one. Um, I'll say this. When I broke my wrist late in high school, thankfully I broke my left wrist, which was not the one I, I wrote with. So at least my useful hand was free. Oh, but like bro- showering with a garbage bag on my arm and like how do you, it, was, it sucked. If you, if you broke the right wrist, you just put the garbage bag on your head. And just stay home. I'm out. <laughs> um, all right. Yes. <laughs> Our good friend do Kyle. It, do it. Do it. Good morning, Bogish. I'm trashing WFAN's new show, 2 to 6 p.m. Holy moly. Four hours of middle of the Yankee lineup issues and Barkley contract talk. Only entertaining moment is Sean Morash running first to third. I'm trying to support my guy there, but... Man, they make it hard. I thought I was going to bash Sean. Well, uh, it, was, it was Sean slash company. Uh, I feel like yeah. I was misled. Take back the... I, I want some it. Sean bashing. Like, put on your shirt or something. Mm. Yeah, you'll like this one, Pete. Uh, Ed, Rams, Super Bowl 56 champions. I'm trashing kids. Kids in my neighborhood vandalized my car and some others over the weekend. I didn't even have Paul Rudd there to try to help me. That's right. Uh, there, that's a good one. That's a good one right there. And and you tra- and I'll, I'll trash also the producers that don't book Paul Rudd after he stands by your car with a big hole in it. No, it feels like you're still pretty angry about your car being vandalized. I'm, 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 I'm now I'm angry at the Paul Rudd thing even more so. Right, but, you missed Paul Rudd. You didn't even get you know two days later a Paul Rudd appearance on the show. But I still. You'd still be pretty angry that a garbage can went through your windshield. Oh, yeah, I was, but the car was fixed. I don't even have that car anymore. That's right. <laughs> it's a, there's a new car. But I'm angry at the Paul Rudd thing. I'm, I'm sitting there talking to an, an insurance company about the, the closest safe, safe light that's open in three days, and, and, and he's having a conversation, <laughs> taking pictures with Paul Rudd. Uh, the one time I, I had a, a cracked windshield, the company was there in like three minutes, and five minutes later I had a new windshield, and I had a crack. It was, yeah. it was drivable. 
Pete couldn't drive, they were like, maybe you should drive on New York bridges and highways because we don't have glass for at least 96 hours. Yeah, yeah, everything's closed. <laughs> right, apparently, uh, apparently, everyone's taking a day off. Just, just leave it there. Okay, on the street for right. $700 in either tickets or parking meter fees. Two hours later, it's on a, it's on a truck, <laughs> and I'm, I'm looking for the next cab. And still no Paul Rudd. Right. Home uh, the three hours later than I wanted to be. Pretty sure I tiptoed my way to my own car to avoid Pete asking for a ride back to Long Island. No, I I told you not. I don't. I'll go home myself. Yeah, because the train is actually near my house. Right. So, well, I took the bullet. You know what? When you leave, hopefully, why? I said this on on the PGP. Hopefully, one day soon. You have a glorious offer, whether it's somewhere else in this building. You win Powerball. You win power. Whatever lets you happily leave this place when we do an entire month of goodbyes to you. And I said this yesterday. I don't know if you've heard this yet. I predicted that I would I would cry. For all those who are mad at me for not crying about Sean leaving, there will be tears when I say goodbye to Pete, if I get to say, if I get to say goodbye to Pete. <laughs> well, thank you very much. But, if if there are if there's a goodbye shows to you, I will book Paul Rudd. Thank you very much. I will book Paul Rudd. Oh, for I you. appreciate that very yes. much. Then I'll have then I'll have tears. Now eyes. the problem might be if it takes you longer to leave here, the odds of Paul Rudd remembering this incident obviously go down by the day. Right, so I have to leave ne- next week, basically. I would suggest leaving soonish. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, I mean, maybe again. If if next Labor Day, if Labor Day 2024 is the is the finish line for finding the new Sean, you could leave shortly thereafter. I have a solution. Okay. Since DA's not here, we'll do it when DA's here. Next week, uh, I, don't, I don't even remember who's producing next week. Whoever's producing, Where are you going to be next week? I'll be here, but whoever's producing next week. Oh, right. You're not the producer. My fault. Right. That's their task to get Paul Rudd for next week. That's funny. I've been... I. EJ's here all this week, but it only has registered as EJ's here this week. But next week, we need somebody else to be there, too. Right. It's a, oh, now it's I'm going to cry. Well, <laughs> I'm going to cry. I'm looking at the schedule. Different reasons. <laughs> <laughs> um, speaking of crying and Pete, when we come back, we'll play Pete Hates, fill in the blank, next on the DA Show. Happy Being Alive Day. The DA Show on CBS Sports Radio. It is time to play the fastest-growing game in the U.S. I believe it's now the third favorite game show on U.S. radio. Whether you're listening through a radio, through an app, on your computer, on Sirius XM, only two things go better than our next segment. One of them is guy thing or not a guy thing. Oh, come on. The other is football on the 40s. And then... (laughs) As long as Pete laughs. If the rest of you don't get it, I frankly don't care. If I make Pete laugh, it's a I win. We're just asking, are you in or are you out? That's a, that's you know that was number three. We have jumped that. It's called Pete Hates. And today, Pete hates the Cincinnati Reds. Okay. I hate the Cincinnati Reds because they're not going to trade for Shohei Otani. <laughs> like I said, now number one, pre-hate from Pete today. Right. They should. 
That that's the whole premise of this. Uh, Shohei Otani, obviously, the, the the odds are now leaning toward him not going anywhere. But if there's a team that should be aggressive toward Shohei Otani or toward a big time trade target, it should be the Reds. Because remember, this is the same Reds team that was in Oakland A's territory at the start of the season. And their owner is not exactly the best owner in Major League Baseball. So if there's a time to go for it all, it's now. Go and win a championship this year. Take that one-year hit. And 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 you know what? You see where you are on the other side. At least you'll have a ring. Great historical franchise like the Orioles, like the Rays, they would never sign Otani long-term. He would never sign their long-term. This is just for now. And all three of those franchises have the ability to trade for Otani and not completely give up their entire farm system. The timing works in their favor. The price tag works in their favor. And what they've done through the draft and trades is why they're in this position to even have Pete pre-angry at them for not making this trade. I mean, it, it makes so much sense. It'd be so cool slash bizarre to see Shohei in one of those random uniforms just for two months. But for any of them, it would make a difference. Now, maybe the one thing about the Reds, I don't know. It would make them win the Central. That's for sure, right? I don't know, though, if it makes them better than the Braves. And well, it probably does, but I guess at least in the NLCS, I, possibly. I guess. I, I still, not that you wouldn't do it, but I, but I got to see Otani be Otani in the postseason. Not from whether he can handle it, but pitching and hitting, different calendar, different setups. It's not the same what they're doing now. And don't forget, he, he pitches every every sixth day now. Do you shorten that somehow in the, during the postseason if you have to? But the, the bottom line is, as we've been saying now for like the last week, those teams need to be in the mix for him because he's him and because there's no guarantee that this situation for them is going to arise again anytime soon. Um, the problem, as Pete mentioned in his pre-hate of the Reds, is that it seems like the Angels think that they're in it. And on one hand, they are. I read this morning that they're actually the closest they've been to a playoff spot this late in July since, like, 2017. Well, good. Then take Max Scherzer, then, if you can. If right. Involved. right. So they they needed to be able to talk themselves into being buyers. And I think right now, with still a whole week to go before the deadline, right now they can talk themselves into being buyers. They don't want to trade him. I think by the end of this week, we should play the game of buyer or seller. goes in all the whole list. Yeah. Because this, that's a perfect time to really tell if a team like the Mets, if a team like even, I mean, if the Yankees or whomever. Yeah. The Mets are off that list. The Mets are sellers. The Mets yes. are crap. I mean, yeah. that just, it is what it is. The, the numbers don't matter anymore. They're just not good enough. But, but a team that's maybe like right there on the cusp. Yep. If they're involved. And, and I would say Thursday would probably be a good, a good time to really get a gauge on it because you have those two short two-game series. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that's that's the perfect day to really take a look I'm, at it. I'm going to suggest Friday because we are 95% sure of a baseball guest on Friday morning show. So, do it Friday. so Friday sounds a good time to do this. Yeah. Um, it's And there's teams like the Padres, who I was reading about last night and this morning, that Similar, disappointing team. They're still under 500. they They've had a few more flashes of relevancy, but they have never had the extended hot streak that 
or even the season that we expect them to have. And they've got guys like Blake Snell and Josh Hader who are free agents. And they've got to decide whether or not they can pay Juan Soto long-term. So do the do the Padres do a little bit of both? Do they trade Snell and Hader, but they bring back in like the Hader trade a starter who's controllable to replace Snell immediately, and they're doing two things. That's exactly what I would do if I were the Padres. I think the Padres have have assets uh, and, and can win next year, which is which is a, a good right. predicament for them. Uh, they're a little in a little better spot than say maybe the Mets are. Uh, the Padres should think about trading those um, trading those two free agent potential free agents. But also, you got it. I would have that conversation right now about Soto. And if you can't figure it out now, you should trade Soto now and get as much as you can because this is the most he will command mm-hmm. right now than so, he would uh, this time next year. So for those of you playing the home version of Pete Hates, today Pete hates the Reds for, as he looks into the future, not trading for Shohei Otani. That's right. So whatever drink you need to take to have pre-hate for the Reds, bottoms up. Well, I mean, the, this is the same team that we uh, everyone was getting all over the owner for, um, you know, basically, um, you know, being like the A's owner. And, and now they're in a spot where they're winning. This is the perfect time. Just take advantage of the opportunity and go for it. This is the, the, They're a perfect example of just a team that's going for it. They're not going to be a dynasty, but they're going to they have a chance to go far in the playoffs if they really invested in the deadline. Fully Ohio tweets, I'm trashing Pete the Wizard. He messed with time yesterday, and now my Odyssey app is silent every commercial break. It's driving me crazy. Actions have consequences, Pete. Put the wand away and stop messing with time. Are those maggots? I think that's a fair point. That's not the reason why your Odyssey app is screwed up. But this is is the problem with your wizardry. It works in the moment. It saved us from a computer failure. But it's like the butterfly effect. You don't know what other things you're throwing off balance by erasing 30 seconds of yesterday. it shouldn't throw anything off balance. It just set the time back a little bit. That's it. Well, I did I did say yesterday that he was essentially Doctor Strange, the Sorcerer Supreme. And mm. as we saw in the Marvel movies, him messing with time screwed up the whole multiverse. Maybe this is a alternate universe we're living in. Maybe this actually isn't the Earth that we know and love. I think all of those things are on the table because this is not the first time Pete has done this. So, you know, we've had like multiple now ripple effects from him changing time. Who knows? Maybe, Pete, you missed the promotion that you've been waiting for. Maybe I missed, because of that, the call to go broadcast New York Rangers games. Maybe Sean would still be here if you didn't mess with time. But what's my calling, then? (laughs) I mean... What what am I missing? (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. But all hell broke loose after you... Took away 30 seconds yesterday. That seems like an easy dot to connect. Maybe that means I should run for, like, president or something. And then if you don't like it, rewind time with somebody else win. That's right. There you go. You see? Put put the country on, like, a, like a two-day delay. <laughs> That's a perfect perfect way to it's solve it. a great things. platform. Does Pete drive a DeLorean? He should. Oh, that'd be great. Those shoes from then? I thought you'd be more like the Flash. You just run back in time. The there's, speed. There's no speed. running, so yeah, it'll, it'll be a Delorean for sure. Yeah, Not, with uh, Huey Lewis playing in the background. He doesn't have every superpower.
is there's no running. There's no athleticism. <laughs> there's some athleticism. Uh, below, but below the waist, no. None. Sorry to hear that. <laughs> 855 212. Oh, that was way too much information. Yeah. <laughs> Thoughts and prayers to Bridget. <laughs> Bridget tweets, I'm trashing Pete's unathletic. Never Waste. Mind. Waste. Uh, backwards Brian, I'm trashing people at work who can't fill out paperwork correctly as well as their horrible handwriting. It makes my job so much harder, distracting me from listening to the show. Hashtag Trash Tuesday. Hashtag get them out. That's just human filth. I'm trashing that guy's place for having paperwork you have to fill out by pen. I think that's a fair question. Um, if you're relying on people's handwriting, you might be doing it wrong in the first place. That's right. How are things not being entered by? Although, I mean, I mean if you go to the doctor's office still, you're still filling out paperwork by hand. Yeah, but now everything's no, like I, I went, and, and I went to two doctor's offices uh, for appointments uh, in the last two weeks, and everything was on an iPad. That's right. All right. Was, I did not have to do one ounce of paperwork. Everything was checking the box, checking the box, signing on this iPad. I have thing. done the pre-check-in thing, too, where you fill things out like on your phone, and then you just get there and say, hey, I'm Andrew, I'm here for my 3.30. I have done that, but I still, that's still the place to me where I write the most is yeah. some kind of office like yeah, that. I don't think I've, I've done any paperwork in a, in a doctor's office in a long time. The last do, few times now. Do you, I, I definitely have um, lost handwriting skill from not writing all the time. Oh, yeah. My handwriting looks like garbage. <laughs> my handwriting's always been terrible. So, so I don't hold my pen correctly. And at one point, like my teacher's. We're like, okay, we're just going to stop asking you to hold it correctly because you can write. And and I had like nice-ish handwriting, but now I feel like it's all out of whack. So I don't know if like the passage of time, less writing, older, more decrepit hands, it's a bad combination. Yeah, I was one of those kids that they were like, oh, something may be wrong with him. Why, what, what's wrong with his handwriting? And I was smart, but just I could not write anything. And it was like, you know, maybe you just got to take your time. I, I tried both hands, nothing worked. You tried your other hand? I've tried that at one point. Yeah. Really? Yeah, it was worse. I, I knew very quickly I was not left-handed. Like, my dad is ambidextrous. And my dad, I think, grew up a left-hander, but then became right-handed. I was not that. So that was not the reason why my handwriting was terrible. Well, I'm guessing your dad is old enough that, like, back then people thought, like, lefties were, like, possessed and they didn't let you be <laughs> not lefty. That, maybe not that old, but I, 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 think he, I think he preferred to be right-handed just because everyone else was right-handed. Right. Like, my uncle, who's, like, just over 60, swears he was left-handed as a kid because he has a lot of things now. As he picked things up through life, he would just naturally do things left-handed, but he throws right-handed and he swears because his dad was like, lefty gloves cost more. So he's like, you're going to be right-handed. And made him throw <laughs> baseball in the backyard right-handed. Definitely agree with the conspiracy that there are several pro athletes that are probably playing with their wrong hand. With Ben Simmons being <laughs> number one on that list. Um, I don't know why this is so interesting to me, but I, this is reminding me of this. And I had no idea about it. But when I finally went to the eye doctor to get glasses like two years ago, he loves baseball. And he knows what I do because he was a recommendation from a friend who's also in the business, so to speak. And um, he was telling me that. You're right-handed, whatever. You're also, you have a dominant eye. Yes. And that should actually be the eye that faces the pitcher. So in the in, in most cases, the optimal way to, to be a baseball player is to throw one way and hit the other. The guys who, like, throw lefty and bat righty or vice versa, they're doing it, quote-unquote, correctly because oh. if you're throwing lefty, 
then your left eye should be your dominant eye. So therefore, that should be the one closest to the pitcher, so you can see well, which would make you a right-handed batter. Well, that's wow. why. That's that's why I haven't been playing baseball. Then you've yeah. been doing I, it wrong. I did it all wrong. You that's flip exactly, around. Exactly the reason why I am not a uh, a Baltimore Oriole. You're welcome. That's why you should go back in time, though. You can go back in time, and that's your calling. You said it. Yeah. Exactly. Can you go back that far, though, Pete? You've only worked in thirty-second increments, as far as I know. Have you? <laughs> can you go back years? Oh, uh, that's where we need the DeLorean. Okay. All right. First, let's get headlines. Here's Schwartz. Yeah, the Giants, uh, Bogues, and running back Saquon Barkley have come to terms on a one-year deal, so there will not be a holdout for the Giant running back. The deal worth up to $11 million. He'll be reporting to camp, and the deal will include a $2 million signing bonus and incentives. The Raiders signed three-time Pro Bowl cornerback Marcus Peters. Reportedly, it's a one-year deal. Now to baseball. Let's start with extra innings in Los Angeles. The 1-0. And he rips the ball to right field. Down and it bounces past the sliding Hayward. Biggio scores. Chapman coming in. Whit Merrifield is near third and he will hold up there. A two-run double for Dalton Varsho. And the Blue Jays lead 5-3 to three in the 11th. That was Ben Wagner on Blue Jays Radio. The Blue Jays beat the Dodgers 6-3 to three in 11 innings. The Jays have won 11 of 16. Now to Philadelphia. The AL East leading Orioles beat the Phillies 3-2. Outfielder Colton Kowser snapping a two-all tie in the top of the ninth as the Orioles have won 13 of 16. You know, pitching was great tonight. You know, that's a really good lineup and held them to two runs. Um, Dean had a great outing, and uh, the guys, those guys that came in after him. Um, you know, it's just really fun baseball right now it's in the clubhouse. Orioles have opened a two-and-a-half game lead over the Rays in the AL East. In San Diego, a night to remember for Carlos Santana. Here it is. Swinging a high fly ball right field and deep. Tatis back to the warning track. Santana's done it again. He's homered for the second time tonight. Carlos Santana, another two-run home run. That was the call on Pirates Radio. Pirates beat the Padres 8-4. to Speaking of home runs, there was this blast last night from the Reds, Ellie De La Cruz. De La Cruz, high fly, deep right center. Gone! That's out of the stadium. It went over the SUV. It cleared the stands. That ball had a family. <laughs> but no more. John Sadak, the call on Bally Sports Ohio, was not enough. The Reds still lost to the Brewers 3-2. Elsewhere, Cardinals over the Diamondbacks 10-6. The Astros walk it off on the Rangers 10-9. It took 10 innings. The Twins beat the Mariners 4-3. Royals over the Guardians 5-3. Yeah, the Rockies beating the Nationals 10-6. And the Tigers over the Giants 5-1. College football, former Northwestern. Quarterback and wide receiver Lloyd Yates filing a lawsuit against the university alleging brainwashing culture of hazing and abuse that became normalized. And there were four Women's World Cup games yesterday. Italy beat Argentina 1-0, Germany 6-0 over Morocco, Brazil beat Panama 4-0, and Colombia 2-0 over Korea Republic. Peter Schwartz, thank you very much. Okay. Appreciate it. Uh, still time to get your tweets in at CBS Sports Radio, at Andrew Bogus. Your tweets for Trash Tuesday, final okay. minutes of that. Uh, and then we've left ourselves plenty of time for your epic fail, for your poll question of the day, for okay. advanced analytics. All those good things are going to happen today. Some of them didn't happen yesterday. Other things didn't happen yesterday as oh. well. It was, um, you know, it was day one of a new era. 
and we at least remembered to do the PGP this week. It um, did not go Number up one. as cleanly as some people would have preferred, but that has been rectified. This morning we have different tech issues that are not our fault. Can't stress that enough. So it's been a good two shows so far. I made Pete laugh today. That's all I really care about. Number one. Number two. Got through number two. We're counting down shows. We are. You know, I suggested doing a countdown clock for Sean last week, and um, it fell through the cracks. I wanted to tie it to explosives, but that that didn't work. Ticking time bomb. <laughs> all right, I've now talked our way out of the epic fail. We'll see what happens next on CBS Sports Radio. No one knows what analytics is. They think it's like a bunch of nerds doing math, which I don't know. Maybe that's what it is. It's time now for the Mothership's Advanced Analytics. Today's poll question came off. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Of Soundcheck, which featured a near brawl on the opening weekend of Slam Ball, which is a mixture of basketball and football played on trampolines in this universe created by Pete. That is a thing. 53 of you voted on should people fighting on trampolines be a sport? So we're now combining Slam Ball combines football and basketball with the benefit, with the help of trampolines. We were then going to combine Slam Ball and the UFC, keeping said trampolines. Of 53 people, 51% said no. Fighting on trampolines should not be a sport. So EJ's idea here kind of dies in the lab. Yeah, I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to go crazy over the 56%. I will, 56 people. I will make an amendment to that. How about, like, AEW or WWE takes that and makes it a gimmick match? There you go. I like that, too. That could be a cool match. I'm surprised something like that hasn't happened already. I'm surprised either. I I don't think I've seen a trampoline match. There was one time, back in the 50s, there's a video of guys jumping off platforms that would spring up into the air. Okay. Into the ring, and that didn't really work. Advanced Analytics tells us that George Nissen, an American gymnast, was the person who invented the trampoline. In the 1930s, George and his gymnastics coach combined scrap steel and the inner tubes of a tire to create a piece of equipment he would then go on to use for his act in the Iowa Circus. 
Trampoline Gymnastics is the newest of gymnastics' three Olympic disciplines, having been added to the Olympic (laughs) program at the 2000 Sydney Games. Bill Gates has an entire trampoline room in his $127 million mansion. When asked about the addition to the 66,000-square-foot house, he said, quote, The trampoline room seems kind of over the top, but my kids love using it to work off their excess energy. If you're Bill Gates, you can have a trampoline room. Yeah, good for you, Bill. Pete can't have a second car or one with a working windshield. Right. I, I can't I can't meet one celebrity to yeah, a Paul big Rudd. hole in my car, but he can have a trampoline room. Uh, speaking of Paul Rudd, stand by, Pete. I've gotten I've gotten word from Paul. Oh no, this is not from directly from Paul Rudd. I, uh, so I'm yeah, sorry. Not on social media, by the way. Uh, Pat Young at Hansy sixty three. Pete, he's playing the Pete hates at home game. Pete hates a Paul Rudd loving insurance adjuster who is also a Braves fan and lets his baby race during halftime of a basketball game where all the bathroom stalls are taken. That's right. That's, That's your worst nightmare, oh, Bilotti. <laughs> just, just jump out the window now. <laughs> I would add on technical issues with the in-arena sound system. <laughs> and, and no food or drink. And no food or drink. And maybe mispronouncing your whichever baby you're letting in the race. Right. Mispronouncing Bilotti. Calling, calling Timmy Tommy. Oof. Uh, AJ Busick is trashing Schwartz. For blocking me on Twitter for some reason. Hashtag Trash Tuesday. Get that guy a napkin. And Senor Pantleg points out, ever since Pete the Body erased 30 seconds of time yesterday morning, my credit card stopped working. I came home from work yesterday and another me was sitting at the table eating my dinner. What has he done? This must be garbage time. Uh... Epic fail time. I don't know what it is. Oh, I do know. It took two days for Shawnee to give us a new epic fail. Even the DA show is not perfect. We know. Shocking. Here's the epic feel. We were told as Sean left us that he was leaving Mraz here. That he was going to be Sean Morash, professional journalist, talking head down the hall on WFAN in here in New York. Not going to be the eating guy anymore. He never actually said he wasn't going to be the dumb guy anymore. I think that's still in play. Hard to really overcome that. Get lost, dummy. Lo and behold, ahead of yesterday's debut show, the station's social media shared a video of a shirtless Sean. What has happened to the station? With a bat walking menacingly towards the camera. He's fat! The main course was taking Sean outside, putting him in mesh shorts and an undershirt and a hat. Looking pretty foxy. And make him, I don't know what happened to Giancarlo Stanton, but something bad running the bases. So they made Sean try to beat Stanton's time running the bases at a park across the street from here. Unlike Giancarlo, I won't get hurt. Bro, I know what we're saying is 90 feet. What I'm saying is I'm starting to doubt that Major League Baseball is 90 feet. Let me tell you something. If this is 90 feet... I'm no longer mad at Giancarlo Stanton. Come on, man. Don't do that. You're I a still, beast. You're a tank. I, in three, two, one. <laughs> Why are you laughing? <laughs> He's squeaking. Oh. What, the hell is that? Oh. what is going on here? I tried to slime. I just burnt my leg. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it hurts to slime. 
What did Giancarlo finish with? He finished with uh, 4.8 seconds. I did 7.3. 7-3? Wow. You are, you are not uh, allowed now, to claim fit fat. I'm, I'm fit fat, but what we learned here is Giancarlo's a better athlete than I gave him credit. <laughs> I think you're an idiot. I mean, they pay that guy real U.S. currency for that? I don't know why he was making that noise, running the bases. It, it was a noise as if he was running on hot coals and bare feet, which he was not doing. You're right. He then did, he said he tried to slide in the home plate. He more like he crumbled into what looked like an orange safety cone. <laughs> and as he's laying there panting, deferring finally to Giancarlo Stanton, his left move is hanging out of his undershirt. Like a bebe. Epic fail, you loser. Yeah. Is why you fail. Epic fail. Nobody needed any of that. Nobody needed Sean running, sweating, hopping, walking, yelping, falling, complaining. But in particular, America, New York local radio did not need the slippage of that left moob falling out of his undershirt and just sitting there for all of us to see. Looking right at us. Yeah, then his fellow uh, co-host counterpart... Was uh, was laughing at me while I was conducting an interview yesterday. Oh, really? Yes, laughing at me that that he is now that Sean is now a part of the enemy. Yeah, I mean, again, best of luck, but no they, refunds. They hired him off of off of short clips. They it, don't know what it's like every day, all day. This is like Bed Bath and Beyond right now. There's no refunds, and we don't have bags, <laughs> and we're closing. That's right. You, you <laughs> can get the, the shelving, but that's it. <laughs> Have fun. A throw pillow here and there, some Keurig K-Cups, but that's about it. Have fun with your purchase. And by next Friday, we're we're done. Stores closed, doors locked, no backsies. Have a good day. (laughs) Good day, sir. Uh, Have a great Tuesday. Tomorrow you can see us do all of this craziness. That's right. Tentatively scheduled for a stream tomorrow, the return of Andrew Kaplan. It is the last appearance this week, though, of Pete the Body, so plan accordingly for that. For today, thanks again to Jared Dubin. Thanks to EJ Stewart, your producer. Thanks to Pete, the wheels of steel. No thanks to Cap. Huge thanks to Schwartz. Again, have a great Tuesday. We'll see you tomorrow as the mothership disconnects. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? 
Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 